Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Dr. Frank Dennis is a 93-year-old retiree who was a missionary and helped build a hospital in Taiwan. Today we're gonna talk about the book about his life. It's called Scarcity and Abundance, and he has a parable about the nails of Christ. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview in studio with a new friend of the program, Dr. Frank Dennis, is a lifelong servant of Jesus as a medical doctor who helped build a hospital in Taiwan as a missionary where he served for 33 years. Welcome to the program, Dr. Frank. How are you, sir? I'm fine. Good. Uh, <laughs> you were married to your late wife for 66 years. Uh, tell, tell, us, tell us about her. Well, you know, I my dad died when I was just two months into medical school. The next year, my wife sold the, my mother sold the house. I moved into a dormitory, a widow's second floor attic room, uh, and um, had to work. I worked for one meal a day in the hospital cafeteria, the food service. Yeah. I had two white coats. One was a medical student, and one was a food service. <laughs> To, to wash the dishes. I, I used I, to wear a white I, coat like that. I had one, I one request from the medical school and the food service. Do not assign me on the same floor where I have patients. Oh. I don't want... <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess I had a little pride. So you finished med school and you married this woman. What was her name? Well, she was a nursing student, and because I was working for my meals, I was eating way over there, and she was eating way over there, and she saw that I always said a blessing before my meals. So she targeted me, oh. and she, we exited about the same time after the meal, and she gave me that smile. Oh, nice. And your wife's name was? Sally. Sally. And Sally Watkins from a very devout family, a great, great family of six. So, so she gets married to who th she thinks is gonna be a medical doctor from University of Minnesota, and you had a surprise for her on your honeymoon. No, not quite. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, we knew early on that I was planning. In fact, that was practically the first thing we talked about is the future, once we got a little bit serious. Uh, we, we, our first real date was in December. We married in June. Yeah. And no, we were married in September between my senior year, junior year and senior year, it's the least busy. And the in internship year is a famous killer of people. So we had one more pretty good year there. But then you wanted to become a missionary. Instead of being a rich American doctor, <laughs> God called you to serve overseas. Well, I didn't even want to be a doctor as far as that goes. My degree is in chemistry. But in InterVarsity, I got more involved in praying for missions and so forth. And I really had no interest in medicine. I had, I felt very negative about neg medicine. I'd been sick a lot as a kid. A doctor put me to bed for seven weeks as a, two, as a second grader. Can you imagine a second grader being in bed for six weeks? I was so happy the sixth week, I bounced around in bed and got another week in bed. But total bed rest, it was really something else. 
And so I, uh, in high school, the doctor wanted to take my thyroid out because I was hyperactive based on a BMR. I'm, I'm had it with doctors. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a recommended treatment today. Well, no, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Well, anyway, um, with this negative agree attitude toward doctors, but not one not believing that chemistry could be much use to God, I asked Jesus, Lord, what do I do now? So I took tests at the University of Minnesota, three days of very interesting tests, saw a lady who said, you should be a doctor, just like that. <laughs> My hackles went up, and I said, well, I don't want to be a doctor. She kind of scolded me and said, we got these kids that want to come in, want to be doctors that either won't make it or they won't like it. And then here come you, so you just run along, do what you want. I went in the next day and got a guy who said, uh, I see you've had math, chemistry, and physics, but your profile is like happy doctors who do well. So why don't you try a biologic science like zoology and just see how you like it? So I took zoology, I loved it, I aced it, and I thought, well, that's a lot more fun than chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so I applied to medical school. And on my application, I put, uh, they said, what is the most significant thing you've done so far in your life? And I said, I've led some people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And um, they had one other question, what, what, what was that? But anyway. Um, so why did you um, go into missionary service? Instead of an American hospital, you had an opportunity to go to Africa? Well, I didn't have an opportunity so much, but friends in InterVarsity, in our prayer group and Bible study group, um, became good friends. They got married. I was the best man at their wedding. And they went with team to Southern Rhodesia. And while they were there, they had a baby boy. And when the baby boy was one year old, it died of he died of pneumonia. Oh, no. By this time, I was in med school. And I saw, thought, you know, not just them have poor medical care. When the, doc when the foreigners can't even get medical care, the natives are having some problems too. So I decided right there that I would go to Africa to relieve that situation. So that was, uh, I was already in medical school by that time. So instead of, um, they didn't have a chance for you to go to Africa, so you chose Taiwan. How no, did that happen? No, that, that's a good story. I, for seven years, I prepared for Taiwan. After medical school, I went into the U.S. Public Health Service for um, draft time, actually. I was deferred for the Korean War, and um, it counts as your draft time, and that's where I learned my surgery. And all this time, I'm thinking I'm going to Africa. Africa, And I had to get a year of Bible school. So I went to Northwestern College, um, Bible, Bible College at that time. And um, when all that was finished, I told the team I was ready to go to that new hospital. They were just going to open in Karanda, Northern Rhodesia. And they told me that oh, they already have three doctors there. What we need is a letter, we have a letter from Ed Torgerson, who's translating the Bible into the Amis tribal language in Taiwan. And his letter said, please send a doctor and a nurse as soon as possible, because the people here have TB, badly set fractures, late stage disease, and trachoma. Trachoma is a rare eye infection in this country. Eye doctor has never seen a case, but it was endemic in the Southwest Indians. I had 
exactly my training on the Navajo Reservation. <laughs> That's amazing that, that God would prepare you, not knowing that you were going to Taiwan, you had all of the necessary skills to treat that eye disease they needed in Taiwan, and you went there with your wife and lived for 33 years in Taiwan. Not just the eye disease, actually the surgery program I wanted was exactly what I wanted for Africa. I saw that the, that the Fort Defiance U.S. Public Health Service Hospital was treating all the surgical problems of the Navajo, Hopi, and Zuni tribes. Very rarely did they have to refer something out. So the doctors there did, did everything. Yeah. And there was a tutorial ship there that- We need to pause right there. We're gonna, we're gonna take a short break. But after this break, uh, Dr. Frank Dennis has a parable that he uses nails to talk about the, the crucifixion of Jesus right after this. We're here in Israel in literally the scene of all of the holy sites, like the Via Dolorosa, where Jesus carried his cross, the garden tomb where he was raised from the dead, the Sea of Galilee, where he taught the disciples. And I prayed, Lord, how can I bring this inspiring environment into your living room? And what we've produced is a four DVD disc set with the entire Gospel of Matthew. I teach every verse in all 28 chapters of Matthew in short 12 minute segments so you can understand the exact words that Jesus taught from the exact location where Jesus lived. Pick up the phone right now and call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. For a suggested donation of just $50, we'll give you all four discs, the entire Gospel of Matthew, or you can write to us at the address on your screen or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. You're gonna love this Bible teaching. Pick up the phone and call us today. Do you need a physical or spiritual healing? Are you being tested or tried? When Jesus needed to pray, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Do you need to really connect with God? If you're visiting Colorado Springs, come see the Gateway Prayer Garden just south of the city along Interstate 25. Walk our prayer trails among the trees by the beautiful Fountain Creek. Stand at the foot of our large cross and connect with Jesus. Enter our life-size replica of the empty tomb and spend time reading key Bible verses etched in stone along our ground cross as big as a football field. Join our worship gatherings and plan to attend our annual Easter sunrise worship service. We're located off I-25 exit 132A at 8035 Bandley Road, just north of the KOA campground. Experience Jesus at gatewayprayergarden.org. That's gatewayprayergarden.org. Reading today's headlines, doesn't it seem sometimes like the world is unreal? We hear about rumors of wars and we see legislative and cultural battles here in America. But where is our hope? I think it's in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're offering now a, a DVD series led by family ministry leader Vince Dacchioli, Real Christianity in an Unreal World. It behooves us to really understand what does it mean to be relevant as a Christian and to be real and to spread the gospel in a way to where more and more people will, be in, will embrace it and move yeah. in the right direction. We can send you the entire DVD series, which is three-part teaching with Vince and a bonus of my personal testimony for a suggested donation of just $30 if you call now at 866-Obey-God or write to the address on your screen or visit PrayInJesusName.org. 
we want to rush you this important teaching to ground your faith in real Christianity. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Life can be really complicated. Every person is given a lot to deal with. And the problem is, or how are we doing? Is it a big mess like this? Or is it something that we are gratifying and satisfying to us? It should be good. God intended it to be good. And so Jesus realizes how difficult it can be. And so he had made an offer. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Well, we don't use yokes anymore. We use backpacks now to carry things. And so how do I put things in Jesus' backpack? That's the question. To solve this puzzle of the nails, to hang all these nails on the head of one nail, we start out with the Jesus nail, the, the promise. This is the promise. He said, come to me and learn of me. And how do we learn? Well, we learn that we put the nails in by doing his will. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Your tongue is to bless people, encourage people, tell the truth, not lie or hurt people. A tongue is a wicked weapon sometimes. What about your use of your time? What about your relationship with other people? And God gave us two wonderful things, fire and sex. And that those things are both marvelous and yet very, very dangerous in the wrong way. God has all kinds of rules about fire and about sex. We, we let us figure the fire out for ourselves. What, about, what websites do you watch? What is your entertainment? Are it things that are strengthening you and helping you or is it, are it messing you up? Habit is a basic important thing. Good servants, but terrible masters. They ruin many people. Your health, take care of yourself, exercise regularly and you will die in much better condition because everybody does die. Money, very important. Do you control it or does it control you? God says, don't come before me empty handed. He has many things trying to do in this world and we are trying to help him. So we sometimes need to share that. Jesus knew this wasn't gonna be easy. So he saved one nail, the last nail, is the power of the Holy Spirit. And the power of the Holy Spirit will hold it all together, the same power that brought him forth from the grave. Pick all these nails up and they fall into place and we put it on this vertical nail which represents Romans 12.1, commit your bodies a living sacrifice, holy unto God. Now, isn't that better than that mess of nails that we had before? Many people live their life in a mess and things are not going on. And I should mention it's the nail you don't put in here that will give you the flat tire and ruin your trip. So many times it's money or sex or power that totally destroys a person and makes it a bad life and they fail. So I'm hoping you'll maybe get one of these nails of life puzzle, put it where people can see it, but also keep it where it will remind you. Every once in a while, you know, it all falls apart and guess what? You just put it back together again. When one nail falls out, you say, First John 1, 9, you confess your sin, he will forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And you just slip it back into the mix. But 
I hope some of these actually have a storage in the bottom and we can turn it over and uh, instead of having a pile of nails lying there this is the this will be the part that it use and then when it's um, not if you don't have a convenient place to display it you can just keep them in here like that well I pray that you will actually get a nails of life puzzle and it will be a blessing to you and let's just pray Heavenly Father you've told us that we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto you that is our reasonable service and Lord we want to do that we just ask that as we try to please you Lord that we will do things your way things that are pleasing to you and that that will be our touchstone that every time we do something we just ask Lord is this pleasing to you or displeasing to you we're not under the law but we are trying to please Christ he said if you love me keep my commandments and we want to love you Lord and so help us help us each one as we come before you to do things your way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I wanna introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry in the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray in Jesus' Name's ministry. Dr. Chaps here, but this great ministry needs your support and you can, you should donate to it. You can also use your promo code PRAYNEWS and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts, a lot of those proceeds are coming right back. I'm gonna put them right back into this, into your amazing charity and show. Well, thank you, sir. I accept that endorsement and we support your work at MyPillow.com. Remember everybody, when you visit, use the promo code PRAYNEWS, you get a big discount and our charity gets a little bit of help. So thank you, Mike Lindell, for your support. They get a lot of help, a little bit, a lot of help. <laughs> we need all we can get for Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Dr. Frank Dennis, who, uh, he didn't write this book, but it was written about him, and we want people to go to graceph.com, that's the publishing house, graceph, and look for Scarcity and Abundance, a story about Dr. Frank Dennis, the founding superintendent of Taitung Christian Hospital. 
We're gonna talk about the hospital in a second, but clarify my understanding of the nails. You were just finishing that parable. Yeah, well, the point of the nails is uh, when a person becomes a Muslim, it's very clear what they do. They have to learn to pray in Arabic. They don't have to know what it means. They just have to, God, so they get it right. God knows what it means. They have to fast during Ramadan. They don't eat pork and a few things. When a person becomes a Christian, it's a little fuzzy what they do. They read the Bible and they pray, right? Right. And they need some teaching. Well, part of our Christian life is learning to turn everything over to God in the, the details of life. Yeah. And so this represents, the vertical nail represents Romans 12:1, that we commit our lives a living sacrifice. Well, what does that mean? Well, the puzzle is the puzzle of life, but also the puzzle of the nails. The nails, you hang. We just saw that. It represents what we do with our with our life, and that's so. They're the nails of life. The not, nails of life, not the nails of of death. That's interesting. That's right. I like that. So, what is the Easter season is upon us? It's right around now. Jesus was nailed to the cross, uh, but then he rose from the dead. What does that mean to you? Everything. Actually, I preached yesterday in a Chinese church. Nice. <laughs> At 93, I still have the opportunity to preach, and a guy got saved. So anyway. What is the gospel? There's somebody watching who doesn't understand it. Well, it's, it's a, we are not in a good relationship with God. We want to do our own thing our own way. And so we're, we're I, to the Chinese, I tell them, you know, what you're doing is you're telling God, you're not my father. That's the biggest insult a son can give his father. You're not my father. Right. Get out of my life. Wow. That, imagine a Chinese saying that to us. They just, there's no way. But that's what we're saying to God. We're denying him as our father. We're not giving him any opportunity in our life. Well, Jesus, so we're guilty. And I, I mentioned in my sermon yesterday that nobody talked about hell as much as Jesus. He's the one who really emphasized hell. Why? Because he knows about it. He came from there. Yeah. He knows the eternal. And so he was willing to go to the cross and all that terrible stuff because he knows how terrible hell is. He was willing to do that for us so we wouldn't have to go there. And it's free. I mean, we can't pay for that. So when Jesus died on the cross, it's like his blood was shed as an atoning sacrifice. Right. In other words, uh, I don't have to be sacrificed for my own instead sins. Instead of me. Because he was sacrificed instead of me. And therefore I can be forgiven of my sins and go to heaven. Right, exactly. But you know, you have to accept it. When the polio vaccine first came out, it was a shot. All, all the parents like shots for their kids. But when it was an oral vaccine, I had some resistance. One lady said she wouldn't let me give it to their daughter, little baby, because it was just a drop of water to her. Edish way are you? just one drop of water. She didn't know the research, all that went into it. All the baby had to do was swallow it, okay? Right, just receive it. And you know, we, some people say Christianity is too cheap. You just believe and that's it, you know? Yeah, it's cheap for you, just like that, that drop of water was cheap for that baby. It had years of research, millions of dollars in it. Yeah. Yeah, and right. what Christ did for us on the cross was very expensive. Very expensive to him, but yeah. he paid it. Yeah. We couldn't pay it at any price, right? but we do have to take it. If we don't receive it, that baby has no protection against polio. 
because mama said that was just a drop of water. So is there a prayer that somebody watching needs to pray right now to receive Christ? And would you lead us in that prayer? Our Heavenly Father, I know that I have ignored you in my life. I have not accepted you as my Father. I have not done your will. I've just done, I've been it for myself. I've been doing things for myself. Please forgive me. All the things I've done that were against your will, please forgive me. Accept Christ's sacrifice for me. He did take my punishment. I want it. Please give it to me for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen. Pretty much it. It's all you have to do. But that, that means now I want his will instead of my will. <clears throat> yeah, there's, a, there's an exchange there, isn't it? If I'd have been in it f to be a rich doctor, I'd be, I mean, I've never had a new car except one I bought to take to Taiwan, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. was sort of an ambulance. I always buy used cars. So you did go to Taiwan as a medical doctor, to, not just to help heal the physical bodies, but to save souls there. It's a Christian hospital, and it's now called the Taitung Christian Hospital. It was under, uh, to indigenous tribes that had no Western medicine uh, until you came along. Now that you helped build a 55 bed hospital. Well, we, when we first opened, it was 30 beds, and can you believe that after raising $70,000 with just a picture, I got out there and actually had land and plans and everything, but I told the architect, I'm sorry, uh, we had his drawings I took to a builder, and he said it would cost 80000 Can you imagine building a 30-bed hospital with two operating rooms and everything for $80,000? That's, that's ex cheap today, but... It, it, it was, it, yeah. yeah. We had a girl that lived in our home, took care of our kids, cooked every day, and went home on Sundays $20 a month. But now it's a $23 million hospital with 200 beds. It's still going strong because of the faithful missionary service of Frank and Sally who went there in the 1960s so many years ago. Frank, we're out of time, but I'll give you the last word. Well, I would say that uh, this, this book about uh, scarcity and abundance is really to get people interested in what God did in the many years that Sally and I were there. We saw him work many times, over and over again. And the, the person that is on the front line is the one that sees the action. And I pity the people that are back there doing desk jobs. <laughs> but yeah. we saw God work in the lives. I was just about to tell you that we were short $10,000. So we prayed and by the end of the week, the architect said, you gotta give me the plan A or plan one operating room or two operating rooms. $11,000 came in the, a letter thanking a, a donor for $11,000, a guy who had said he didn't think he could support us at all. So there was a miracle and God will provide for you. If you give your life to Christ, consider missionary service. You can make a big difference and God will bless you and send you there. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer, pick up the phone, or if you just prayed with Frank to receive Christ, call us right now at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Today, I wanna to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. 
Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.